Welcome to the Female Influencer, Career Advancement Strategies for Women. I'm Lacey Shane. I want to talk about today what it takes to get promoted, because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding among women about how to advance to the next level, how to achieve that promotion. There's plenty of people that I coach that seem to have stalled out at a certain level. And they're thinking, if I just work harder, if I take on more projects, working harder and taking on more projects is not the key to your advancement. In fact, that's a trap. Being the go-to person is a trap in your career, and you don't want to become that go-to person. That go-to person is kept where they are because they're making everybody else look great, and that's why they're not getting promoted. So don't think that working harder and being the go-to person is going to get you promoted. In fact, if working harder actually was the key to getting promoted, then the hardest working jobs in the world would be the highest paying. Things like caregiving, things like teaching, things like house cleaning, things like gardening. Those are, those are professions that are hard work and they're not the highest paying. They're honorable professions, don't get me wrong, but they're not the highest paying and they are hard work. So don't allow yourself to fall into the trap of thinking that working harder is going to get you that promotion. When we went to college, and I recognize not everybody went to college, but this is strictly an example. When you go to college, you're rated equally to your peers, both male and female. You're rated equally. You There's an even playing field. Everybody has to meet the same mark. And if you meet that same mark, you pass the class, you graduate. And that's why the percentage of women entering colleges is the same percentage of women who are graduating from colleges. It's about 57% because it's an even playing field. So we are graduating in even numbers from when we enter to when we graduate because we're all rated on the same things as the men. Then we enter the workforce and we're 50 to 51% of the workforce when we enter it, but we're not 50 to 51% of leadership in corporate America in the organizations where we work after college or after high school or at whatever point you start working. And that's because it's not an even playing field. And the idea that it takes hard work to get promoted is just simply a myth. Now, I'm not saying you don't have to work hard to develop yourself. Sometimes we learn about a weakness we might have or an area where our knowledge could be shored up. And And it may take a lot of hard work for us to study up on that, practice it, implement it, and add that skill set to our abilities. No question. Hard work is valid in that context. But if hard work is what it took to get promoted, then everybody who worked hard would get promoted. And so that's a myth. And that's a myth I want to bust apart right here at the beginning What I think we need to understand is that people are who promote others. People promote people. Jobs don't promote people. Organizations don't promote people. People promote people. So what I like to tell my coaching clients is then you need to be in the business of people. We have another myth. We have this idea that we're going into a certain field. We're going into the nursing field. We're going into the accounting field. In my case, I was going into the nonprofit field. 
Uh, we're going into the education field. We're not going into any of those fields. We're not going into any set business. We're going into the people business. The field we choose is simply the backdrop for the field we're going into of people. And the sooner that we understand that we're in the business of people, the easier it becomes to understand how to get promoted. And what you need to do is become a people watcher. This is about increasing your own influence with other people. This is a big part of what it takes to get promoted, especially if you're in an environment where there's unfair circumstances, there's unconscious bias, which there's still a lot of. You have to become influential in your own right. And the way you do that is you develop relationships with the right people, with the influencers in your field or in your organization. And to do that, you have to be a people watcher. You have to be interested in people. You have to pay more attention to them than yourself. And what are you paying attention to? You're paying attention to what they talk about, what they care about, what is meaningful to them, what is important to them, what are their goals, what makes them happy, what makes them upset. Be a people watcher. And then what you do is you become the person that gives people what they need based on what you've learned about them, by watching them, by observing them. A good leader is really interested in people. A good leader knows how to interact with people. And if you can get into this mindset, this leadership mindset, that you're about people with whatever your field is as the backdrop, you'll start to naturally ascend into the type of mindset that is promotable. So remember, you're not in the business you've chosen. You're in the people business. That's the first step. Because what gets you promoted is people. One of the things that always bothers me is when I hear from a company that they have a women's advancement program, and that women's advancement program is more vocational training. Now, I guess that could be valid in one context. It has been studied and shown that when women are mentored or when they're advised in terms of career advancement, more often women are, excuse me, more often women are talked to about the projects they need to do and their leadership skills, which is funny because it's being proven that women have a lot of natural leadership skill by being more collaborative, by being more we-oriented rather than I-oriented. But a lot of times it's leadership training. There's an assumption that if they were just better leaders or if they leaded their team better, they would be more promotable. But that's not the case. What often happens is that women are given this line of build your leadership skills, show us what you have with your team, while the men who are getting mentored are working on strategy. So what do I do with my clients? I tell them work on strategy. So when you're building these relationships with influential people and you're gaining their their attention slowly but surely by being a people watcher and giving them what they need in large and small ways, then you can start to build a relationship where you're talking strategy. Talk strategy with the people at higher levels in your organization and in your field. Talk strategy about how they got to where they are, how they run the business, how they think about running their department, how they got to where they are, what were the strategies, tools, perspectives, paths that they chose in order to get there. That's strategy-based. That's what you want to focus on. 
Another thing I tell my coaching clients when they're applying for the job. It's also true that when we're applying for a job, more often than not, men are evaluated on their potential and women are evaluated on their experience. This is an unconscious bias in hiring. It's not something, at least that I know of or that I suspect anybody does intentionally. It's quite unintentional. But let it be a lesson to us. So what I tell my clients to do is when you go into that interview and they start asking about your experience, pivot towards your potential. Share your experience and your accomplishments. They want to know about your accomplishments. Make sure those accomplishments are on your resume and make sure your resume is a results-based resume, not just the tasks you did, but the results you achieved that bettered the business. That's what you want on your resume. But after you share those things, pivot towards your potential. What potential can you bring to the company? What new things can you do for them? What goals do they have? What is in their strategic plan? What problems are they having that you can help them solve? That's what you want to focus on in your interview. Because what you're doing when you do that is you're forcing them to focus on your potential. And that's what they're doing with the men. So to even that playing field, we want to talk about your potential. So that's really important to remember in an interview. Another thing that gets in our way is just our own confidence. It's funny to me that a lot of women who have children, I've, I've had, I can't even count how many friends who have children and acquaintances, and not one of them has ever said to me, I read every book and did everything I needed to do to learn everything about child rearing before I had kids because I wasn't confident I could be a successful mom. So I had to read up on everything and learn everything before I could do the job of mom. No, you don't hear that because women don't do it. So why most women or many women, I should say, decide that they need to know everything about a job before they apply for it, that they need to know how to do everything. If you knew how to do everything in the next job above you, you'd be overqualified for it. You should be skipping that, skipping that promotion and going to the next thing. Because if you already know how to do it, like spinning a basketball on your pinky, then you're overqualified for it to begin with. So please don't think that you need to know how to do everything on a job announcement, everything on a job description in order to qualify for that position. Just like motherhood, you'll figure it out. And women are great at figuring it out. And this is what men know that we don't know. Men assume they can do the job. There's a study out of uh, UC Berkeley where they studied this, and men will apply for a job when they feel they meet 60% of the qualifications. That's a little over half, only a little over half. Women tend to wait to apply until they meet 100% of the qualifications. And that means your talents are being wasted. They're being wasted on waiting, waiting till you meet 100% of the qualifications, when in fact that isn't even a marker of if you should be applying for the job. The marker of if you should be applying for a job is if you have the skills and talents to apply to figure out how to do some of the things you've never done. And if it's within the organization that you're in already, do you have relationships with the right people who are going to promote you? Do they want you in their everyday life? Have you shown them something that makes them want you around every day? Something that helps make their life, their work, their job easier, better? Are you helping them meet their goals for their department, their company, their region? 
That's what people who are promoting others are looking for. And that's why you see people get promoted that aren't fully qualified. Because that person wants that individual working for them. And that's why I say you have to be a people watcher. You have to build the right relationships with the right people in order to get promoted. Now, of course, there's exceptions to this. When you're first applying to a company, you got a shot at getting the job, sometimes without having those relationships. And if you can have those relationships before you apply, it's awesome. I always tell my clients, go research everybody that's going to be on your interview panel. If you don't know, ask if you can know who's going to be on your interview panel. Go to that company's website, research their strategic plan, their annual reports, look at their leadership, learn everything you can about them so that by the time you walk through the door for your interview, it's like you know these people. It's like you know this company. Don't go in cold. In fact, this actually starts with your cover letter and your resume and aligning. That's a whole different topic for another episode, but aligning your application materials for the job with the language and the values and the goals that the company has that you're applying to. All of this revolves around the same thing. It revolves around giving people what they need to see in order to hire you or promote you and having those relationships. And when I'm talking about doing it for a job that you, you know, a company you've never worked for, then what we're saying is you're trying to do this work of getting to know these people and giving them what they need and want to see through other resources like the internet and their website. But it doesn't involve working harder in your current job necessarily, unless you're building a new skill set that's really required for the next step. That's valid. But becoming the go-to person is not the way to do it. Becoming an influential person with the right people, the people who promote others, that is is how you get promoted. Asking them for their advice, asking them for their strategy, asking them for how they got to where they are and following their path and learning the wisdom from that. That's what gets you promoted. Thanks for listening today. My name's Lacey Shane. Wherever you're listening in the world, remember, you are the power.